Hey teachers, my name is Edva Hanan. I am obsessed with everything early childhood education and supporting you through your teaching career. I help you feel supported, encouraged, and continue learning throughout your time, both inside and outside of the classroom. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators are supported and guided through their classroom experience. Classroom management, teacher burnout, and distance learning are all topics we cover here. So get ready to learn, grow, and become the teacher you've always dreamed of being. Let's make an impact together. Have you ever wanted a community of early childhood teachers who can bounce ideas, support through tough times, and learn with you? I am super excited to share that in honor of this podcast launch, I am reopening the cart to Learning Blocks membership. For those who are new to me, this is one of my favorite offers. Learning Blocks membership is a place for early childhood teachers who are looking to grow, become their best teacher selves, and feel supported, all while making a difference in the next generation. I am offering my wonderful listeners the founder's rate. So if this sounds like something you're craving, you can find the link in the show notes below or message me directly with any questions. Now let's get this show on the road. I am so excited to welcome my friend Brittany to the show today. She is in her senior year of college and is going right into her master's. She was lucky enough to not only experience student teaching before COVID, but also after and through this pandemic. Today, we are diving into her experiences and what she's learned while student teaching. Okay, so, hi. Hello. Um, I love that you're on this podcast. You're my first guest. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and okay. tell people a little bit about what you're doing in school. Okay, so I am 22 years old. Um, as you said, I'm a senior in Quinnipiac. I'm a communications major studying graphic design, but I'm also an elementary education major. So after I graduate in May, I'll be diving into the elementary education graduate program at Quinnipiac. I've known I've wanted to be a teacher pretty much since kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) Literally in my eighth grade yearbook, it says teacher. So I I think that explained it all. I also knew from a very young age. So I guess. Um, and then I also knew, like, as soon as I got to Quinnipiac, that's where I wanted to be because they offered me both. Because I have both passions. I love both fields, and they're so different from each other. But I just couldn't pick, so now I'm going to get a degree in both, which is amazing. That's awesome. Listen, the fact that you can balance all of it is just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to just kind of dive into your experiences mm-hmm. and then obviously if you have anything to add, you're always welcome. Um, and then at the end, uh, we can tell people where they can follow you since you are doing the graphic design thing and you do have an Etsy thing. So yep. if people want to, they can totally follow you. Um, so can you, um, Tell us a little bit about your experience pre-COVID with student teaching. I know it didn't last very long. No, it was maybe four or five months. That's enough. Exactly. I loved that classroom. That classroom was my favorite by far, just because I had that in-person experience. It was, it's, 
those the two different they're so they're so different being in person and online but I never had that experience I never had to do online for that placement um they were about 15 kids it was just I was there for their math lessons I would do one-on-one with students I would work with groups I just pretty much helped them strengthen their math skills and then I was also able to see behind the scenes from the teacher's point of view for tests and everything. So I was able to proctor some of those tests and grade those tests. So I was able to go through the motions of being a teacher without having the degree really. Right. It it was a really cool experience. Um, So when you were working with this teacher. um, Oh, so it was two teachers. It was two teachers. Amazing. So what happened was she was, uh, she was promoted. So then in December, a new teacher came in. So I was able to see the transition with the kids because it's always hard transitioning kids from one teacher to the next. Yeah. So I was at least there to help them with that process because they knew my face. They knew what I expected of them. I had their respect. So they knew when I was there for those two hours that I meant business (laughs) And that they couldn't act out in any way because I knew what their previous teacher had in mind for them. Mm -hmm. And I had to just adapt to the new experiences that came with the next teacher. And so how did, how did you feel about that experience? So like you switched from one mentor teacher to another mentor teacher. Did it change? Did your relationship change? It changed. The atmosphere of the room changed. How so? It was for for one. It was a girl first, and then a guy. So they, I feel like they teach very differently sometimes. Yep. And the it was just they, their expectations were completely different. I and it's it was the same classroom, but totally different vibes. I guess you could say. Did you like working with one teacher over the other? I think I learned more from the first than I did the second because he was a brand new teacher. So he didn't really know how to implement me. Right. She has been, she was a a veteran. So she knew what she was doing and she was able to give me those experiences that she knew I would need in my, in the future when I start teaching. And she was actually a Quinnipiac alum. So it worked out that she knew, she knew what I was going through. Right. She knew exactly how to, how to tailor to your needs as a student teacher. Right. Which is awesome. That's amazing. So um, what is one thing you took away from that experience, from your in-person mentor teacher um, experience? Patience. Patience. Yeah. It's definitely a virtue when teaching. <laughs> oh, yes. I've learned that one. Um, she just she she took her time with the kids because I think some of the kids have learning disabilities so she was able to go through the motion of that I saw behind the scenes of her um going to the school board and like pushing for IEPs pushing for 504 plans that kind of stuff so it was really cool experience to see all the paperwork that she had to fill out for everything and I got to see that point of view because a lot, of, I feel like a lot of student teachers don't get that because sure. it, it's private information. Right. 
So right. I wasn't able to see everything because it, it is private. But I, from what I saw, it's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. They don't tell you that when you learn how to <laughs> be the teacher. They tell you that after the fact and swamp you with it. Uh-huh. Um, but that's awesome. Like patience is definitely something that you need when you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, in any field, in any age group, it's definitely patience. It's just a different type of t- patience. Um, So that's definitely like something good for student teachers who are going through the process right now. Yeah, it it will come. Patience patience will be definitely a thing you need and it will be learned eventually. It's just a process. Right, of course. Teaching is a process. It's a big process. (laughs) (laughs) So... We're now going to jump a little bit and talk about how you, in the middle of the year, obviously everything shut down, um, everyone went virtual, and that kind of stopped your um, student teaching. Yeah. So I told the kids I was going to see them in a week because I had spring break and I never came back. I never got that that closure with the kids because they were like, bye, Miss Rose, I'll see you next week. And then the pandemic hit and everything got shut down and I didn't go back to school. Wow. Yeah. So, and then they never, Quinnipiac never told us, they didn't know what they, was do, what they were doing because. No one did. It, yeah. So we just kind of left it and let the teachers just take over. Right. And then starting in the, in the fall, I had my second placement and that was so how did that transition go for you? You went from in-person to not at all because of the pandemic to virtual teaching. <laughs> yeah. It was hard because most of the kids, at least my experience, it was all independent work. So I couldn't see what they were doing. So I couldn't help them. That was like my biggest struggle because I want that experience. I want to help them. I want to be able to fix something that needs to be fixed or I need, if they're confused about something, but I couldn't because I didn't see what they were doing and I didn't know what they were doing. Did, um, did the mentor teacher who you were placed with help you at all? To Not be really. To kind of get in the swing of things? N- Not really. She was like, you can do kind of whatever you want. But there's, like, you if you want to read a story, read a story. If you want to do this, do that. But she didn't, she didn't help the curve of in-person to online. Which is the hardest part. It's the hardest part because it's just, I, I didn't know what to do. Right. I was just thrown into this classroom on Google Classroom, and I couldn't see anything because the worst part is, for this school, they can't add you to the Google Classroom unless you have that school's web, like email address. Oh, okay. So I couldn't even see the background of what she was doing. I had no idea. I was completely like just staring at the computer watching these kids do work. And so basically what happened is you didn't really learn much from it at all. No, no, it, okay. it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a fourth grade classroom. It wasn't. And they're also, I should have mentioned that they were all ELL learners. 
which would have been an amazing opportunity had your mentor teacher been there to help you through it. Right. Okay. And now you're starting a new placement. Yes. I actually had my first meeting with them this morning. That's so exciting. I was so So excited. How are you feeling about it? I know you were excited because you got your third grade placement. Yes. You love that age. So how do you feel about that? How do you, how are you getting along with the mentor teacher? She's, I don't want to say she's better, but she kind of is. <laughs> you okay. don't say that like one's better than the other, but she, she knows what she's doing when it comes to online learning. She's interactive with the kids. She mm-hmm. gets involved and it's more, and she does do independent work, but for the first half of it, at least this morning, we were working on phonics with the kids. And it was funny because I was learning about that last night in one of my classes and it was, and I saw it happening this morning, but she, she just knows how to work with these kids. She's amazing with them. And we had our, just the two of us, we had a phone call for maybe 20 minutes the other night just to get to know each other. And she was like, you can, you wanted to teach, I'll let you have the floor. Like she was so nice about it. And she she knew what I was going through coming from as a student teacher. Yeah. She knew, she knew the learning curve that was being thrown at us. Which means that she's probably a veteran teacher and has done this before. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed like she's a veteran teacher. I don't know how long she's been doing this, but she's pretty experienced. Well, that's amazing. I mean, going from in-person transitioning into online learning which isn't really online learning because you don't actually know what the hell is going on yeah <laughs> and then transitioning into a better hopefully a better placement yeah. hopefully you will learn from this it's also the same school I'm in the same school that you were in in from the last placement oh from your first this, placement. my second placement Okay. So my second and my third are the same school. My first one was different. It was the same town, just different school. Okay. All right. And the teachers know each other. It's kind of funny. That's great. I mean, they can they can talk about it. You exactly you know each other. That's awesome. Um, so I hope that this this opportunity now is uh, a little bit more uh, of a learning curve for you because I don't see virtual learning going away anytime soon. Me either. <laughs> um, who knew that this pandemic would last more than a year? Uh, because it's it's going to. Um, oh yeah, the year mark already. So, um, did you, while you were transitioning and going through all of this stuff with the online learning versus the in person and having a teacher who wasn't really so helpful to you, did you have anybody else that you could turn to and rely on to kind of get some? help guidance my friends like my peers like because we're all going through it so we have like a mass text going on and if we need help we know we can rely on them because we're going through the same experience we're we're, it's it's we're all in the same school so we know we know we just we have that background to like lay on if we need that we also have our professors our professors are amazing. They they know what student teaching is like, and especially from 
most of these professors have been in person teaching their whole lives. So they know exactly what's happening because it's the same thing. Even if it's college versus elementary school, it's pretty much the same thing. Maybe not the same topics, <laughs> but we're still teaching through a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's amazing that you guys have like a little a, a chat going on. Yeah. All of the student teachers who are going through the same thing. You guys kind of have formed your own little community. Exactly. I love that. Um, I mean, I we've been, we've been that. with each other since freshman year. We've wow. all had the same classes since freshman year. So we've been friends for almost over four years now. Wow. That's amazing. That's a, I always talk about community and how important it is. It's so important. Yeah, I love it. I love it. My classes now, it's an inclusive, it's teaching an inclusive classroom. And one of the, one of the things was how to build that community, especially when it comes to special education. And it's so important to build that community so the kids feel safe. The kids are able to speak their mind without having the fear of being judged. A hundred percent. I agree. I agree. That's how I run my classroom. (laughs) Um, Okay. So now that we kind of went through what you've been through the stages and you're Mm -hmm. embarking on this new opportunity, um, can you give any of the student teachers that might be listening to this any kind of advice um, or a few tips going into student teaching? Absolutely. Um, One for sure is make sure you have open communication with your co-teacher, especially now when you're talking through a computer. Open communication is so important because before when you're in person, you're just able to walk up to the co-teacher and ask them any question you want or, hey, can I do this? Hey, can I do that? Now you kind of have to prep more in advance and having that open communication is so important. Like my, co- my co-teacher now, we have a text going on. And if I need her for something, I can just text her. Even if we're talking face-to-face with the kids in the classroom, we can just send, us, send each other a message. Like this morning, I had a question for her, and I didn't want to obviously ask her in front of all the kids. Yeah. So I just sent her a text message, and she answered me in two minutes. That's amazing. So it's just a really good thing. I would also say that um, make that connection with the students. It's so much easier to make that connection in person. So when you're online, ask them how their day was. Ask them how they're feeling, how they slept. Stuff like that, because I think that makes a difference and they'll be more open to talk to you if you make those small conversations. Um, and I remember my education professor saying that freshman in fact, on my on my freshman year, they said that you might be the only person to ask how their day is, or just ask them something about themselves that will make their day a hundred times better. You can be that person, so be that person. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it's true. You can be the only person who's asking them how their day was, and they they will appreciate that more than anything in the world. Yeah. Um, so yes, communication is really, really key um, in student teaching and when you become a full-time teacher. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, not only that, making those connections with those kids because as hard as it is online, it's what they need. It's what they crave. It's what they want. They need that attention. Yeah, 
they if you don't really know if they're going to be getting it at home. You don't know what their home, their, we really don't know what their home life right. is. So when they get that attention, that it, they'll be their happiest. That's, yeah, I, I love that. Making that connection online is um, very, very important. I struggled with that my second placement when I didn't really have that connection with the teacher so it was so much harder for me to connect with the students for sure but now this morning when I had my first call they all screamed good morning to me like as soon as I got on and it was just the best feeling then we went around the circle and like they just introduced themselves to me and like just told me something about themselves so we were able to make that connection and I was able now I'll be able to remember them from that that's amazing. And make that connection. That's amazing. Those are two very good tips because I think that they're super important. Um, whether it's student teaching or your first year of teaching or even your 10th year of teaching. Yeah. They're both really, really important. And this virtual learning thing has gotten everybody up on uh, new technology, new ways of teaching. Nobody ever thought we would ever do this again ever actually in general um and yeah these things are really really important so thank you you're welcome giving your insight on student teaching and how you've kind of (laughs) all of it (laughs) it's been a roller coaster for everyone but Uh I can only imagine student teachers who are in the midst of it all. I cannot imagine being a student teacher and having to figure out how to do the virtual learning thing while the teacher that you're working with is also figuring out alongside you. Exactly. And I'm kind yeah. of also in the, I'm, I have both sides because I'm in college, so I'm the student part of it, but I'm also now the student teacher part of it. So I, I get both sides. Which is crazy because the virtual learning thing is still being figured out by so many teachers oh, yeah. and even veteran teachers, including myself, um, are struggling. Mm-hmm. So, and we just have to take it one day that. at a time, and hopefully, we'll get back to a quote unquote normal. Let's hope, let's hope for the oh. best. digital design. She does a lot of Etsy shop work because she is also a graphic design major and she is absolutely amazing at it. So thank you so much for joining us today. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher selves. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.